0: All right, so we had done till chapter 23, which says the Brahmana's wife who blessed. Uh, this is uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. Now we are doing chapter 24 from Canto 10, part 2. The new chapter is called Worshipping Govardhan Hill. So Govardhan Hill is a very beautiful, uh, tiny hill. It's not such a big one. Uh, in Golo, in Gokula, near Gokula, in the Vrajabhumi. So, what everybody used to do over there, we will come to know. So this is worshipping Govardhan hill. sukhdev Goswami said, while staying in that very place with his brother Baldeva, Lord Krishna happened to see the cowherd men busily arranging for a sacrifice to Indra. Being the omniscient super soul, the Supreme Lord Krishna already understood the situation. Yet he still humbly inquired from the elders, headed by his father Nanda Maharaj. Lord Krishna said, My dear father, kindly explain to me what this great endeavour of yours is all about. What is it meant to accomplish? If this is a ritual sacrifice, then for whose satisfaction is it intended and by what means is it going to be executed? Now, every year, the vrajabhumi people from rajaloka what they would do is they would worship indradev now why do why is it that people worship a particular god uh, this is a kind of a worship which is done for appeasing that particular god and it is there across the world you will find that the sun god is worshiped the moon god is worshiped and so on and so forth Now here, in this particular place, they were worshipping a particular god, that is Indradev. Why Indradev? Because of rains. Now everybody is dependent on the rain, which you know very well. If the rains don't come, the crops will not get water. If the crops don't get water, there will be no food grains over there. There will be no water for drinking. So everybody would have to pray to a particular god. So it's a form of a worship which was done by all the people across the world actually. The rain gods are worshipped. Sometimes different other gods are also worshipped. So, Sri Krishna is asking his father, what is this that you all are doing? So, let us see what happens. Please tell me about it, Father. I have a great desire to know and I am ready to hear in good faith. Certainly, no secrets are to be kept by saintly personalities. Who see all others as equal to themselves. Who have no conception of mine or another. And who do not consider who is a friend, who is an enemy and who is neutral. Now Krishna is explaining some words over here. Now these are very unique words. What is he trying to say? Those who are on the path of spiritual do not have any enemies. Neither do they have any friends. So what do they do? They treat everybody as equal. So everybody is to be treated like equal. Why is he telling his father this? Because he was a child and naturally we treat children like as if they don't have much knowledge. So he was never told what this function was for, this particular celebration is going to be for. So in that case Krishna is explaining that all the saintly people, that is all those who are on the path of spiritual or those who are spiritually perfect people also they should have absolutely no secrets in the sense see certainly no secrets have to be kept by saintly personalities now why are secrets not to be kept you will understand something very very uh, beautifully Uh, you know many a times most of the saintly people are asked a certain thing and you will find that they have never divulged much of the information. If you ask a saintly person, where was he born? You know what is the answer that he is going to give you? He says, I was not born. Then why are you over here? I mean, how did you come over here? He will give you another some vague answer. Why is this? It is because a saintly person believes that they were born on the day they got initiated or the day they got epiphany. That is, they really got realization. That's what they believe. But, are there any secrets to be maintained? What are these secrets? These are not secrets related to their personal life. So, because people will mix up these two things. These are secrets related to this material world and the domain of the spiritual. What are the material worldly secrets? See, the material worldly secrets are such where every individual is supposed to be doing something or the other. Now think about it. In the material world, let us say for example, you are working in some company. Now, do you think your boss will tell you the secrets about the company? He is never going to divulge any secrets to you. On the contrary, he will only give you that much information which he can use and he can take work out from you. That is the only information he is willing to give you. So what happens? You are only privy to that much of information. Whereas in a saintly person, the saintly person will tell you and teach you how to grow in your world, which means he will also give you information about your boss and his boss and his boss, about the company in general. He will also tell you what may happen in the future if you follow this particular path that is in your personal life also, you will find that many a times we do not understand many things. So at such point in time, the saintly people are supposed to divulge information and tell you. If you follow this path, you will end up over here. And that is the information which is to be shared. Certain types of prayers, certain types of things are done. You go and ask a Panditji and tell him. Why are we doing this particular puja? Do you know what is the answer that he is going to give? He is going to tell you the answer that Oh, you have to do this because you have to get some money. Or you you need peace and uh, prosperity in your home. That is all the information they will give you. But try to ask him this question. Why are you saying these verses? And what is the need for you to go ahead and do this kind of a prayer? He will tell you, you tie this around your finger. around your wrist there is a thread which is given what is this thread why this thread is to be tied over there there is no answer because the person actually doesn't know spiritually perfect people only will be able to tell you the answers nobody in this world will be able to tell you the answer, please understand this so the spiritual people they have an answer and they will tell you so the reason why you should ask your guru for certain questions you know the questions these questions have to lead you to a certain answer otherwise why are you following that te- method or the technique it's not important if it is required you will be explained and you will be told if you feel there is a need for you to understand then you have to go and ask so that is the reason why he is asking and then What is he saying? Certainly no secrets are to be kept by saintly personalities who see all others as equal as themselves, who have no conception of mine or another's and who do not consider who is a friend, who is an enemy and who is neutral. In the material world we have everybody as somebody is an enemy, somebody is okay to you, somebody is neutral to you. All these kinds of things are there, isn't it? So what happens? You will find that Oh, he's my enemy. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not going to tell him the details. I'm not going to say something to him. Why should I tell him this? Why should I tell her this? We don't want to discuss this thing. We don't want to tell them that, Okay, today is the last day for filling your form for a particular thing. You become mean. You don't want to tell the world. But a saintly person is not allowed to do that. Because everything is equal in his eyes. That's the reason why he has to be told. So, Krishna is giving a certain teaching over here. One who is neutral may be avoided like an enemy, but a friend should be considered like one's own self. So, again, it's mentioned over here for the material beings, anybody who is neutral to you, that means who has doesn't, doesn't say much about things, you can be friends with that person. In the material world, everybody should remember this in the material world. And remember there are lots of people who are antagonistic or who are your enemies. Why do you have to go and meet them? Why do you have to go and provoke them or poke them? Please don't do that. Stay away from them. You understand what I am saying? If there is a barking dog, why you want to go and bark at him? If there is a dog which bites you, why do you want to go and do something to him? If there is a snake on the road do you think you want to poke him? No, no. You know in most of these big lakes and all there are big alligators you know, crocodiles and all. So you want to go and poke the crocodiles and say hey come on wake up. You can't do that. You know very well they are hungry creatures and they might come and eat you. You remember that great person from Australia. What happened to him? You cannot go and provoke animals or snakes or this kind of creatures. He went and did that and a Komodo dragon is the one who bit him and he died. Now you will wonder why that? We are not supposed to teach this type of creatures. Right? So don't do that. So always remember if there is an enemy of yours, please don't go and say something to him or provoke him. Okay? Don't even go in that direction. So, but a friend should be considered like one's own self. So there are friends, no? we have to consider them as our own. When people in this world perform activities, sometimes they understand what they are doing and sometimes they don't. Those who know what they are doing achieve success in their work, whereas ignorant people do not. Now, you know, in India, we have this very, very great... Stupid things going on where a person says, oh, you don't have this kind of a thing. Then you go and pray to this God and do this and do that. So many things are advised. You should ask the question immediately. Why should I do it? And who is this God? And what is the method of doing this? And why should these things be used? Nobody in this world will be able to answer you this question. Krishna is very clearly giving you an instruction over here don't be stupid you understand? you don't have to do some things in this world which you are not even un- understanding a word of it we are not donkeys okay you know donkey He's the load is put on his back and one whack one is given and then the donkey goes from one place to the other place he doesn't question why is there on that thing on my back he is just performing a work closing his eyes and walking from one place to the other you are intelligent beings every intelligent being should question the veracity of that you should find out why am I doing like this why should I do this and this is what Krishna is telling you when people in this world perform activities sometimes they understand what they are doing and sometimes they don't those who know what they are doing achieve success in their work whereas ignorant people do not So remember this. If you do something without any idea or inkling why you are doing it. You see, we go to a temple and we tell Archana, you know, okay, I'm giving you so much of money, do this for me. What is that fellow doing inside? What is this pancharati and all those things, you know, the thing that he keeps on. Has anybody ever told you this? What is it? Nobody has asked. Nobody wants to know also. Uh, By the way, whom will you go and ask? You know there is nobody in this world who will answer you also. What you will do? You will go to Google and find out. Yesterday I was reading about something. Some idiot has gone and written about the Bhagavad Gita. Okay. He has written a massive book and I can guarantee you one thing. That this book will become a roaring success in in less than 2 months time. Why? Because that name is well known. You know it's a well known name in India. And everybody will go and read it. He has written about Bhagavad Gita. That person has written some crap. The meanings are not there, nothing is there. He is writing mythology. If you are writing Bhagavad Gita, you don't write mythology over there. You write the meanings, you write the things that are there. What is Krishna trying to teach in the Bhagavad Gita has to be mentioned. But here, this is a material-worldly person who has no knowledge, who must have taken great degrees from some foreign university is trying to decipher what is written. And it's English. Nobody understands what is written over there. They can just say these are the meanings, but the real in-depth knowledge will never come. So these are called ignorant people. And we follow such type of ignorant people. That is not the way it is to be done. So, That is the reason why you will find that no knowledge will enter such a person. He says, those who know what they are doing achieve success in their work. You should know, and whereas ignorant people do not. Such being the case, this ritualistic endeavour of yours should be clearly explained to me. Is it a ceremony based on scriptural injunctions or simply a custom of ordinary society? So Krishna is asking you to question this. The same line you can ask anybody in this world. Should such being the case, this ritualistic endeavor of yours should be clearly explained to me. Is it a ceremony based on scriptural injunctions or simply a custom of ordinary society? You should find out why am I doing this? What is the need for me to do this? Are the scriptures saying that this I have to follow? You remember this, the scriptures are, you know, absolute word. We cannot go against them. So we have to follow them. But what is the injunction means? You have to do it. You you have no choices. But then, is this something which you are doing for a certain reason? So can you kindly let me know? Krishna is questioning. And it's very important for us also to question. So the story of Gordon hill is going to give you some answers. So let us see. Nanda Maharaj replied, The great Lord Indra is the controller of the rain. The clouds are his personal representatives and they directly provide rainwater, which gives happiness and sustenance to all creatures. Not only we, my dear son, but also many other men worship him, the Lord and the master of the rain giving clouds. We offer him grains and other paraphernalia of worship produced through his own discharge in the form of rain by accepting the remnants of sacrifice performed to indra people sustain their lives and accomplish the threefold aims of religiosity economic development and sense gratification thus lord indra is the agent responsible for the fruitful success of industrious people so his father is giving an explanation he says if the rains come then we get food to eat and if the food is there then we will be able to become prosperous now the rains have to come, because the water, the most important part is what? If the rains don't come, the rivers don't get filled. And if the rivers don't get filled, there will be no water. Now there are certain people here, who are staying at the river bank, like our friend city. They have got great river over there called Nadi. Now in that particular river, if there is no water, what will happen? the entire riverbed will become dry and on both the sides of the river there will be no water people will become completely parched. In. So in Andhra Pradesh wherever he is staying, this river is called the river of life and we have to have rain in that and the waters have to reach the re- society. So here Nanda Maharaj is telling his son, what is he saying, when we offer sacrifices to Lord Indra, then what happens? we do this kind of a prayer we offer sacrifices at that time we get a certain benefits now what are the benefits there are three things that happens religiosity economic development and sense gratification religiosity we understand the truth about religion religion why is religion there in this world We have been put into a particular straitjacket and told this is your religion, this is what you got to follow, this is how you have to follow. You know everybody is born in a particular religion. Alright. Suppose uh, somebody is born in Hinduism, somebody is in Christianity, somebody is in some other. And we follow it without even questioning anything. We just follow it because our father and mother say let us go to the temple, pray over there. So we follow those rules okay they will say oh today is this festival we have to do this tomorrow is this day after tomorrow is that it's like just recently a festival has gone by diwali nobody has explained what diwali is all about okay that is the reason why i wrote one small blog on it saying that what is the first day what is the second day what is the third day why do we celebrate all these things all right it's important to know but we have never asked like I said, you know, we have been donkeys all our life and we have just followed, yes, 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 and gone and done what everybody has told us to do. No. Here, it is important to understand. Second is economic development. When the rainwater comes, the rains will flood the rivers and then you will have nice crops. Economic development is dependent on that. You know that in India, the main uh, economic you know, what is it that holds our economy? That is, we are agro-economy, agricultural, okay? Where food grains are produced. If we don't have food grains, you know how uh, things are very cheap in India. I'm sure you know. We get rice from a uh, 30 rupees to 100 rupees and all that per kilo. Whereas if you go outside anywhere in the world, it is so expensive. It's so very expensive. In India, it is so cheap. Why? Because we are agro-economy. We get everything in the world. We have good fertile rivers. And the whole country is full of grains, different kinds of grains that are available, you know. Then, sense gratification. Sense gratification means what? All our senses. We are able to, like you say, the greenery over there. When all the trees become green, you feel so nice about it. If everybody is happy, all over the place, then there will be economic development and sense gratification. It's when you have the money that you can have fancy cars, isn't it? Fancy houses, fancy stuff and your senses can be gratified because you get so many things. Right? So, thus Lord Indra is the agent responsible for fruitive success in of industrious people. The religious principle is based on sound tradition anyone who rejects it out of lust enmity fear or greed will certainly fail to achieve good fortune the father is telling what is the father saying you see we have been given some religious festivals and functions that we have to perform if somebody doesn't perform this is like you know hanging a sword on top of your head and saying then if you don't do this is your problem going to happen right you know in many a times you have been told you know yeah Niiki you how many people have been told that they have the Sarpa Dosh? You know the Doshas that are there? Every, I think more than 70 to 80% of the Hindus have been told, you know, you have a Sarpa Dosh. You should go and do this kind of puja in this place. You have this Dosh, you have that Dosh. My God, you have been just brainwashed into thinking of so many Doshas in your world. And you go and you perform this prayer and then this will happen otherwise you will be suffering very badly you will not have any money you will not get married this will not happen that will it's threat you cannot use threat in religion this is the most important thing don't use threat use love say with love if you do this then this can be the benefit why why should there be a benefit questions have to be raised The reason why we are sitting in spiritual is to have a quest, Q-U-E-S-T, quest. Quest means to ask questions also, find out why. So the father is saying the religious principles are based on sound tradition. Tradition has told us that you are supposed to do this. What does the tradition say? Anyone who rejects it out of lust, if you reject it out of lust, enmity, fear or greed will certainly fall fail to achieve good fortune. You will never be happy. You will never get money. These are the things that have been told to us. And we literally have been brainwashed into doing certain things in our world. Sukadeva Goswami said, when Lord Keshava Krishna heard the statement of his father Nanda and other senior residents of Raja, he addressed his father as follows. To arouse anger in Lord Indra, Lord Krishna said, it is by the force of karma that a living entity takes birth and it is by karma alone that he meets his destruction his happiness, distress, fear, sense of security all arises out of effect of karma this is one of the most profound teachings of Krishna nothing happens in this world without the karma you are born and you die and things happen to you only because of karma don't blame gods for it and don't say you know this god does this that is why i am getting it don't ever say these words this is a very very important teaching it is telling you that suppose if you are a poor person and you die in poverty it is not because some god was angry with you there is nothing like no god can be angry with you it is because your karma states that if somebody is born very very rich in this world He is born in a fantastic family. That person is having a silver spoon in his mouth. You understand silver spoon means he is a very rich person. He is born rich. He is born rich. He dies as a very rich person. It is because of his karma, not because of somebody else. No god on this planet earth or anywhere in these heavens also can say something to a person and do something to a person. Understand nobody on this earth can do this. Remember these words, these are extremely important. Don't go by what people say. Krishna is telling you the truth. He says, it is by force of karma. It is your karma, it is your prarabdha karma. Prarabdha is the karma that you come with. It's embedded in your, this life. You are going to go through all those things. Whether just now you are going through a troublesome period, it is because of your karma, not because somebody is throwing an evil eye on you. No. Don't go and buy all those bullshit things, you know. Don't even think like that. Krishna is giving a very beautiful answer over here. Follow it very, very carefully. Don't say that it happens because of this. It's by force of karma that all living entities take birth. You have taken birth because of your karma. Not because of somebody else. No mother, father or anybody in this material world is responsible for your birth. I have written, you know, a few days ago, I mean, uh, maybe last month or so. You know, a woman produces so many eggs. A man produces X number of sperms. What guarantee is there that that one particular sperm has gone and, you know, fertilized that egg and that is the reason why you are there? I mean, we keep on thinking that, what is this? Don't, don't think on all those things. This is a material worldly stuff. It is not going to help you. It is because of karma that you are born today. It is because of karma, what you are going through is there. You can work yourself out of the situation if you are able to really work very hard and you have to make arrangements in the next life also or the next or the next or the next after that. If you put in hard work, and it is definitely going to pay. But not maybe in this life, you don't know. So, and it is by karma alone that he meets his destruction. His happiness, distress, fear and sense of security all arise because as effect of karma. You understand this? Its happiness, if a person is happy, if there is a distress, if there is a problem in that person's life, if there is fear, you know, you are fearful of certain people, certain things, certain law, whatever, you know or the sense of security you feel very secure oh i am so happy i live in this particular society nothing is going to go wrong today we are so much you know living in a very very cocoon society okay and there are so many things happening in some other part of the world and today are you not thankful you know that nothing is wrong in my country i am very very happy over here but in some other countries the places are getting bombed out people are literally being trashed everywhere some problem or the other is happening so we have a sense of security you are born over here because of a particular karma so even if there is some supreme controller who awards all other the results of their activities he must also depend on the performers engaging in activity after all there is no question of being the best of fruity results unless fruity activities have actually been performed Nobody, nobody in this world can ever be given anything out of turn. This is a final statement. Even if he is the supreme controller, even if he is Sri Krishna himself or God the Father in heaven, he cannot grant any person out of turn anything in this world. Understand this. No Krishna Bhagavan will ever grant anything out of this term. What happens is a completely different story. Uh, Unfortunately, many people don't understand the meaning of these words. So know this. Even if there is some supreme controller who awards all other results of their activities, there is supposedly, you know, something you have done. Something. Let us say, you have worked very hard. Okay. And you have been working with a particular group of people and you have given them food or whatever. Now the supreme controller has already written laws by because of which a particular thing gift will come to you because you have done those things. He can only bestow that thing as per your activities. You have done certain activities because of that only he can bestow. Not because he can pull it out from his pocket, he cannot give him from, from his pocket. There are no chocolates over there. Oh, magic chocolate. Okay, take this, eat this. No, nothing like that. He is not like a grandfather. You go and leg out to your grandfather and he is going to give you something to eat. No, no, there is nothing like that. No, Supreme Controller doesn't do that. He must also depend. Remember, Krishna also has to depend on performance engaging in activity you have to do some activity to gain something remember this after all there is no question of being the best over of fruity results unless fruity activities have actually been performed you have to perform certain activities to get certain results results don't suddenly tapak they don't fall from top you know many a times you must you must have seen oh somebody has won a million dollars in lottery you think like that isn't it oh this fellow is very lucky lucky boy no sir no no lucky boy over here he has done something in his one particular life that is the reason why he is getting it Now when we look at Bill Gates or all these people in this world, they are multi-billionaires and all those kind of things. And we say, Oh, this fellow is so lucky. He must have, you know, must. You think he is done like that? There is some fruitive activity which he has done, which he is supposed to get that money, or that fame, or that notoriety. Something is there. He has to get it because of these reasons. And the reasons are very, very valid. Unfortunately, we don't understand them. Okay? So let us not go in the direction and say, oh, God gives out of turn. Nobody gets out of turn. Okay. So remember this. Even God, even God, Sri Krishna himself cannot do that. He can only give what you have actually done for. Living beings in this world are forced to experience the consequences of their own particular previous work. Since Lord Indra cannot in any way change the destiny of human beings which is born of their own nature, why should people worship him? Krishna is asking him a question, asking his father a question. See, living beings in this world are forced to experience the consequences of their own particular previous work. You will get fruits of all the work that you have done in the past. Maybe this life or maybe the past lives. You are anyway going to get that which you have sown. What you sow is what you shall reap. Remember this. It may so happen that the time factor may be different. Okay. You might have paid, you know, just think about it. You no, know, You have gone and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed to God for say 10, 10s and 12s of years and saying, you know, maybe a decade or so and you have said, I want a very handsome guy, I want this, I want that. And this life maybe you have not got married. Maybe something like that. Not got married. You think that is not going to come to you? It is 100% going to come to you because you have gone and done those kind of things. Okay. Now today you see, you know, there is a very beautiful actress who has got married to a, a particular nincompoop. And you wonder, you know, ye did she married Sir, you are nobody to ask Why did you get married with this dhakkan? The heroine has married with her because it written in her life, in karma. For her, she got a good chikni chokri. Do you understand? And sometimes you find, you know, some horrible looking female, she's gone and married a one of the richest guys in the world. And you say, oh my God, she's so lucky. Sir, no lucky wakki over here. She's getting it because She has been doing something about it in her past life or maybe in this life. You don't know that. So understand this. This sentence is very, very important. (laughs) Living beings in this world are forced to experience the consequences of their own particular previous work. Everything is as per karma only. There is nothing outside the ambit of karma. Karma is all the square that you have. You know, like this screen is is a particular, you know, rectangle. Okay. Now, if I go outside the screen, can you see me? No, you can't see me. It's only when I'm sitting in front of the camera that you can see me. So, it is within the ambit, within that particular periphery. I have to perform within that. So, karma is all the periphery that I can perform in. So, and nobody in this planet Earth can come and say, Oh, because of me, you are getting this. Nothing like that. Got it? So, Every individual is under the control of his own conditioned nature. And thus he must follow that nature. The entire universe and all his demigods, demons and human beings is based on the conditioned nature of the living entities. This is from the 18th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. The same verses are coming over here. Everybody in this world, whether you like it or not, will do exactly the things as per their nature Okay. don't think that you can perform some other activity don't think that you are a tiger and you are going to become a vegetarian you understand what I am saying Uh so if you think oh I am a tiger I, I should follow ahimsa and I will become a vegetarian path of ahimsa for a tiger nonsense you cannot have that Okay? And there are these people who in this world who will say, no, 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 I am going to give up this. What are you are going to give up? If it is your nature, sir, you will anyway go find, finally land up over there only. You understand this? And you have been born of a particular creed, a kind and a nature. Why are you trying to do something against it? Think about it. If your particular nature is of a particular kind, don't try to go against it. Don't even try. You know there are many people who are very angry people in this world. I don't know, the moment they see something, they are like bull. You know the bull sees red. By the way, a bull is colour blind. Nobody knows this. You know we think the bull is seeing red, that is why he goes after you see those bull fights that are there, they show the red colour flag. And you think, oh the bull is seeing the red colour, that's why he is going. Sir the bull is colour blind, he cannot see any colour. <laughs> but what do we think? We think, oh, the bull is seeing colour. Nothing. It is just a phrase which says, you know, the bull sees red. What it means is, if there are angry people in this world. They do not require anything to trigger their anger. They will just get angry for no rhyme or reason. Ok? And then, there are certain lusty people. You see, they don't require anything in this world to drive their lust, okay? They may just see even a pair of shoes and they are gone. And you know what, by the way, this kind of thing is called a fetish. It's called a fetish. There are lots of people in this world who get sexually, uh, you know, uh, motivated by just seeing the shoe of a person. I'm not joking. They may see a shoe, they may see even a hair, they may see... You, you know there are lots of these people who go to different different houses and rob underwears. I don't know whether you know, there are lots of people who have been caught doing these kind of things. They go and they rob only the underwears and run away. Why? People love to hang underwears outside, you know. Aisa line ke oppar, aisa pata you know pata you know, in celebration we have those triangular pieces hanging. So people love to hang their underwears outside. And then there are these kind of idiotic people who will go and rob it. And they keep on collecting them, by the way. These are idiots. And this is in their nature, it's their natural habit. And that is the reason why, you know, I all my female devotees, you know what I tell them. Oh, Kutta hai. You know dogs, how they run after the uh you know, bitches all over the place. <laughs> their tongues are hanging outside and they are going to run after them. But that is their nature. Don't you know that? So everybody is under the control of their own nature. Why are you thinking that somebody is godly in nature? Sir, if the nature is saying so, why do you think it is not going to be like that? You so understood, no? Huh? You tell the you tell the parrot, shut up, don't talk. You think the parrot is going to shut up? No, he is going to go, go <laughs> with all his chatterbox. And you know the cat. Have you ever seen a cat? He will crawl like this, like this, he will do. He, sometimes we think, you know, the cat is not going to do that. It's his nature to do. Please don't go and provoke the cat. The cat is going to do puss to you. Okay? She is anyway going to do hiss to you. Okay? Exactly the way how it is. Everybody is driven by their own nature. So remember these lines are basically from the 18th chapter and here in this Canto 10, Chapter 24, when we are doing worshipping Govardhan Hill, Krishna is reiterating the same line. Every individual is under the control of his own conditioned nature. We are conditioned to do that. Okay, oh, we have a guard over here. The guard every month will disappear for a certain amount of time. Okay, and he will be completely drunk. And you ask him, and then he will come and he'll show all doctor's certificates. You know, I am not well, You know, not, you can see from his face and the way he's slurring that he's completely exhausted. Now you cannot expect him to get that thing out because he is conditioned to think like that. His mind and his everything is conditioned like that. He is going to go and do the same thing. Why do you think that that person is not going to do that? You know, there is one case where a person doesn't get up till 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. The person is used to sleeping till late. Now tell me something. Are you going to put an 10 alarm clocks around his head and say, no, you should get up at 4:30, 5 o'clock in the morning? Okay, one day he is going to take one hammer and smash all those alarm clocks. Okay? Don't do that because there's no point. Yeah, we can try to change the person. Try. Yeah. You can tell the tiger, you know, from tomorrow you're going to become vegetarian. And one day you when you are feeding him vegetarian Gaspus, you no, know, is going to come and eat you up remember that that is what he is going to do so if the person is used to getting up at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock can you give him a job which starts at 11 o'clock can you do that you should think like this don't try to change the timing so that the person gets up early and then he is not going to perform he is not even going to perform because he's conditioned his life like that when you Decondition. when you recondition your life when you are under the guidance of a spiritual master the entire world changes, remember this you should know this so the entire universe with all his demigods, demons and human beings is based on conditioned nature of the living entities no god, understand this tomorrow if you meet a god called Saraswati okay and tell her from tomorrow you will not teach You will give money. She will look at you and say, what nonsense are you talking? I am a goddess of learning. I am not goddess of giving money and all that. Okay, I am not Lakshmi. Lakshmi is different. I am different. Right? So always remember this. From tomorrow you will go and tell the fire god, you know, from tomorrow you should become very cool. Fire and cool. You have lost your head. Sir, no, he is already conditioned to be blowing fire. Mm. and a volcano is anyway going to erupt you should know that and water is going to be cool it's, it's, it's nature it's conditioned like that so don't go and do anything so here Krishna Bhagavan is very clearly telling you something everybody is conditioned by their particular nature ok there is one case where I will tell you something now if you are a woman and if you know the nature of a man why do you want to go and provoke him in the previous line have I not said this There is no need to go and provoke the person. If that person is an enemy, don't go near him. Have you not been told this? So never go near a person who you know very well is a particular kind of a person. If there is a lecherous person in the house, in a particular place, why do you want to go and show yourself over there? You know that that person is a useless person, he is going to lech at you, he is going to look at you in a particular manner. Why do you want to go over there? And on top of it, if you are dressed like that, or if you are going with a, with a particular kind of a method, you know, that which, which are very provocative in nature, he is anyway going to look at you like that. It's his nature. He is conditioned like that. Okay, He may be having Japmala in his hand. But he is thinking in his mind. You know, Amrish Puri style. like that I am sorry Prem Chopra style (laughs) so don't think like that okay? these names that are there Amrish Puri and Prem Chopra these are very great actors they have done fantastic acting yeah so it doesn't mean that they are not going to do that understand it's their nature and they are going to anyway going to do that only so don't bother don't go in that direction don't you don't have to enter that domain leave it right because it is karma that causes the conditioned living entity to accept and then give up different high and low grade material bodies, this karma is the enemy, friend and neutral witness, his spiritual master and the controlling lord. In the material world, it's the karma which is directing you to do everything in this world. Whether it is something bad or something good or whatever you are supposed to do. Now think about it. It's your karma in your past life. In your past life, you have gone and tortured somebody. You know, you know these small children, what they do? They torture the small dogs. You have seen that? Huh? They will pull them by the thread and they will keep beating them and doing all sorts. Sometimes they put the dog in the water also. Okay? and <coughs> You, come on, you should, very nasty children are there in this world they want to see what happens to the dog the small tiny puppy that is there and in the next life maybe they will be subjected to that kind of a thing Okay, and they will have to undergo that kind of a behaviour whatever that has happened in the past they will have to go through it, remember this so please remember your karma you are building up a bank of karma right bank of karma limited It's actually unlimited. You don't know. It's not limited. (laughs) It's unlimited. So whatever that you do, it is because of karma that causes the conditioned living entity to accept. The line here is important. It is called conditioned living entity. Who is conditioned? The one who follows his conditioned nature. Remember this. Conditioned nature Just now only I explained in the previous line What the conditioned nature is If you are a tiger You are anyway going to go and kill Correct That's your condition nature So a conditioned life person That means a person is conditioned You know those rapists and all that huh? Or the people who go and do burglaries They are conditioned to burgle They are conditioned to go and rape And you, you forgive that person Okay I forgive you You think you are doing a great favor to me or to God in this planet earth? No. A person is conditioned to do that. He is anyway going to go and do that. No, no, no. He He is become okay now. He has gone 20 years of psychiatric treatment. Psychiatric treatment? What psychiatric treatment is going to change the person, sir? Nothing is going to change. If the person is conditioned to do that, he is anyway going to go and do the same thing. All right, there are no chances. So you have to ensure that the person is not in that circumstances ever again. A person is conditioned to go and do some burglary, some robbery, or something like that. You know, there was one. Uh, there's a great poet. Uh, his name is Kuvempu, who is over here in in uh, Karnataka. Now he has won so many medals. Now from his house. Now he is no longer there. He's from his house. People have robbed medals, okay? How did the person come? He took one ladder, he climbed up from top of the roof and he came down from the roof and he robbed it. And naturally the police went and searched for this kind of a burglar, it's called a cat burglar, cat burglar, you know? Because he goes like a cat and comes through the roof, those kaularu roof as you call it, you know, those manglo tiles, you know? Covampo's house is very beautiful it's like, a, it's like a very beautiful place so he removed those tiles, went inside took those medals and ran away and naturally the police were able to <laughs> find out because they know who is going to do this they found this fellow and they caught hold of him and they caught those, got those medals also back you Now, but it's a very well known fact, the person is used to do, doing those kind of things, Is anyway going to go and do, so this is how it is so, because it is karma that causes the conditioned living entity to Accept and then give up different high and low grade material bodies. High and low grade material bodies. What high grade and low grade? Highest grade is human nature, human being. Lowest grade is Kidama Hmm? (laughs) This karma is the enemy, friend and the neutral witness. The karma is the enemy. Means what? Suppose you have done something wrong. You may get a... Maybe you become a tick on a dog's body for all you know you don't know that so so it could be that or you could become a friend or you could become a neutral witness his spiritual master and his controlling lord the karma is the spiritual master it tells you if your karma has become lesser and lesser and lesser you can rise higher in spiritual world and it can also lead you to the controlling master what what you do therefore one should seriously worship work itself A person should remain in the position corresponding to his nature and should perform his own duty. Indeed, that by which we may live nicely is really our worshipable deity. You should always understand that what is your nature and what is the duty that you are supposed to perform. That is the reason why it's called true calling. We are so much emphasizing in our mythistical, you know, why the true calling is so very important it's when you follow your true calling when you do what you are programmed to do for this life of yours you will have no karma accrued you will be free of it will be a completely karma free life of yours if you just follow what you are supposed to do and you will not have any future life if you do it in a perfect manner so we can live Raiswe really as a worshipable whatever work that you have come to do, you should go on do it in this life. You cannot say this life I'm going to take a rest and maybe in the next I will do. No. You cannot. This life we have come for doing certain things, you have to do it now only and go. Hmm? If one thing is actually sustainable, our life, we take shelter and something else, how can we achieve any real benefit? We should we should be like an unfaithful woman who can never achieve any actual benefit by consorting with the paramour. Please think about it. You think, you know, no, 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 that job is a cushy job. I should go and take up that job. Why? Many a times, you know, a person has done, maybe he's become a doctor or maybe he has become an engineer or something like that. And he says, I will take up a government job. Okay? Or, I will get a good girl if I join in the government. Or, what? What nonsense are you talking? No. A person has learned teaching, you know. And he says, I will take up an IT job. Come on, what nonsense are you talking? You cannot do some other job. It's like it's like becoming a paramar to somebody else. It's not right. The Brahmana maintains his life by studying and teaching the Vedas. The member of the royal order by protecting the earth. The Vaishas by trade and the Shudras by serving the higher twice-born classes. Another lesson from the Bhagavad Gita. This is again the Bhagavad Gita. He says, there are four classes which I have made, the classes, the brahmanas are those who are spiritually perfect people. They have reached the state of spiritual perfection, that is why they are called brahmanyanis Only the spiritually perfect people, it is not a caste by the way. Brahmana is not a caste, the way we think about it. Oh, I am a brahmin by wearing a thread around your neck and saying all the mantras, jantras and all that, I am sorry, doesn't make a brahmana. A brahman is a person who is the knower of brahma. Then he says, then there is a ruling class. The ruling class is, these are people who rule the whole country, the whole world, everywhere. So these are corporate gurus, corporate big people. They are the people who rule the country, the prime ministers, ministers, this one, that one. Those are Kshatriyas. Then the third one is called a trading class. They will do something for money purpose. They will give something and expect money in return. It's like a trading, trading they do. And the last one is the one who served all these top three. Got it? The occupational duties of the Vaishyas are conceived into four divisions farming, commerce, car protection, money lending. Out of these, we as a community are engaged in car protection. So, what is he saying? I am a Vaishya, isn't it? So, Krishna was a Vaishya. No? <laughs> so, Krishna, the God Almighty is also somebody else only. And you think that he must be a Brahmana? I'm sorry. He's is a guy, he, he, my, my friend Sri Krishna is a very great person, he says I go and sell milk <laughs> and I tend to the cows. The cause of creation, maintenance and destruction are the three modes of nature, namely goodness, passion and ignorance. In particular, the mode of passion creates this universe and through sexual combination causes it to become full of variety. Again, three gunas, three gunas sattva rajas and tamas and because of this particular thing, in particular the mode of passion the second one rajas it creates sexual activity rajasic people are very sexually active people they want to keep on creating something or the other they just want to go and do things and when they want to do things there are bacha created and bacha is created the world goes on you know that is the whole point of this conversation Impelled by the material modes of passion, the clouds pour down the rain everywhere. And by the rain, all creatures gain the sustenance. What has the great Indra got to do with this arrangement? So Krishna is questioning, why should you pray to Indra? Because of material mode of nature, rajas, that is there in this world, the rain is coming down, not because of something else, okay? My dear father, our home is not in the cities or in towns and villages, being forced. By forest dwellers, we live in the forest and on the hills. Therefore, may a sacrifice of the pleasure of the cows, the brahmanas in the Govardhan hill begin. With all the paraphernalia collecting for worshipping Indra, let the sacrifice be performed instead." He says, see, we are not not city dwellers, we are dwellers who are staying in the villages. Whom can we? We have got all this paraphernalia, we have collected for Indra's prayers, no? Can we go and pray to our cows because they give milk? Can we pray pray to these kind of people? he is very logical in his approach. Krishna is very very logical. We are illogical people. We go and do all sorts of nonsensical activities in this world illogically. So don't do that. Okay. Therefore, may the sacrifice for the pleasure of the cows, the brahmanas, the Govardhan hill begin. With all the paraphernalia collected by worshipping Indra, let this sacrifice be performed instead. So he is telling, go and let us perform on Indra. Instead of Indra, go and perform on Govardhana hill, brahmanas and the cows. Let many different kinds of food be cooked for the sweet rice to vegetable soups. Many kinds of fancy cakes both baked and fried should be prepared and all the available milk products should be taken for this sacrifice. The brahmanas who are learned in the Vedic mantras must properly invoke the sacrificial fires. Then you should feed the priests with nicely prepared food and reward them with cows and other gifts. So Krishna is very clearly defining what you can do. So in the material world, those who are there in the material world. Why do you want to go to do all these kind of nonsensical prayers and stuff like that? Can you go and do what you are supposed to do? Somebody who is teaching you the brahmanas or the what we call them the knowers of brahma, maybe you can serve them, maybe you can give them some food and maybe you can give them some cows or something like that and to the cows you can give them hay and so on and so forth. They should be fed very nicely and everybody should enjoy over here. The Govardhana hill is giving, good you know. We have our uh, mandali in a temple, in a, in a building, no? We have the building festival or no? Uh, once in a year we have get together, we say. Building ka sab log me aake get together karte. It's like that. We should go and do that kind of a get together. So they are staying near Govardhana Hill, so we should go and celebrate near Govardhana Hill. It's like a public activity. After giving the appropriate food to everyone else including such fallen souls as dogs and dog eaters, you should give grass to the cows and then present your respectful offering to Govardhana hill. This is what I said just now. After everyone has eaten to his satisfaction, you should all dress and decorate yourself handsomely. Smear your bodies with sandalwood paste and then circumambulate the cows, the brahmanas, the sacrificial fires and the Govardhana hill. In today's day and age, I will say okay have a good bath, go and spray some nice perfume on yourself, wear some good clothes. okay. (laughs) That is what you can do. Okay? Put on some makeup and stuff like that. and Yeah, even the guys can put on some some uh, fair handsome and become all that kind of stuff. By the way, that thing is banned now. This is my idea, O Father, and you may carry it out if it appeals to you. Such a sacrifice will be very dear to the cows, the brahmanas and the govardhan hill and also to me. The last line he says, also to me. I will also be happy with it. Sukhdiya Goswami said, Lord Krishna, who is himself powerful, desired to destroy the false pride of Lord Indra. When Nanda and other senior men of Vrindavana heard Sri Krishna's statement, they accepted his words as proper. The cowherd community did all the Madhusudana had suggested. They arranged for the brahmanas to recite the auspicious Vedic mantras and using the paraphernalia they, they had been intended for Indra's sacrifice, they presented offerings to Govardhan hill and the brahmanas with reverential respect. They also gave grass to the cows. Then placing the cows, bulls and calves in front of them, they circumambulated Govardhana. So now they are performing prayers to Govardhana and they are giving to the Brahmanas and to the cows. All the benef- as beautifully ornamented cowherd cow ladies followed along, riding on wagons drawn by oxen, they sang the glories of Lord Krishna and their songs mingled with the Brahmanas, chanting for benediction. Krishna then assumed an unprecedented huge form to instill faith in the cowherd men, declaring, I am Govardhana mountain, he ate the abundant offerings. Means what does he do? He becomes the Govardhana mountain. Many a times you will wonder, what is this that is being said? You know, uh, tomorrow we will be doing the balanced story of Govardhana. At that time I will tell you. Today we are running short of time. Together with the people of Raja, the Lord bowed down to the form of Govardhana hill, thus in effect offering obeisance to himself. Then he said, just see how the hill has appeared in person and bestowed mercy upon us. The Govardhana hill, assuming any form he wishes, will kill any resident of the forest who neglects him. Therefore, let us pay our obeisance to him for the safety of ourselves and our cows. The members of the cowherd community having thus been inspired by Lord Vasudev to properly execute the sacrifice to Govardhana hill, the cows and the Brahmanas returned returned with Lord Krishna to their village Vraja. So we have come to the end of the chapter. So what we will do is tomorrow we will continue the next chapter where Lord Krishna lives the Bhavazana hill. So just now we have come to the end and I shall do it tomorrow. Okay, we can shut up.